just at our service, family, I just want to greet you in the wonderful name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus. And I just want to thank you all for having made it to this day. It is our first day in a while of being in the Lord's house, of being in one place together. You know, uh, yes, we were having messages online, we were online, but there's nothing... There was something missing and it was us being together. It was us coming into the house of the Lord and fellowshipping and hearing the word under one roof. Although the word had different meaning to us, but we all sat down under one roof and had it. And when we sang songs and lifted God's word and lifted God's name, we were together. So that is what we're missing. And I'm so excited that we're back to it now. Glory to Jesus. We are here because of his covering. We are here because of God and nothing else. Don't sit there and say it was my doing. God has poured favor into your life. Glory to him. Give him a praise again. And I also just want to take this opportunity, hallelujah, to thank those that are watching us on, online. Thanks for watching us. And thanks to you as well for continuing during, during COVID, uh, not that COVID has stopped, but during lockdown to watch online. Yes, sometimes it was not at 10 o'clock on Sunday, but you made it an effort. I'm trusting the Lord to, to actually watch and listen to our messages. I want to thank Pastor NN, Seth Muli there, Luanza for, for being part of those that helped me share the word during this season. We thank God for you and may God continue using you. I would be remiss if I didn't thank the, the, the media team that you never saw on Sunday, but they made it happen for you on Sunday. Thank you, media team. We thank God for that. We thank God. And I really welcome you to today's service. And uh, let's get right into the word. Are you excited to hear the word of God today? Are you excited to hear the word of God today? I am, you know, it's, it's this, this word is speaking to me. I am so excited that the Lord laid it in my heart and he spoke to me. And the message of today is arise and build. Arise and build. Shout at someone or shout to someone and say, arise and build. Arise and build. I want to encourage someone this morning as we return to the new norm as we return to a new situation, to say to you, arise and build, not by your own might, nor by your power, but by the Holy Spirit. I am declaring over your life, I want, you to, I want to encourage you this morning, that arise and build, arise and build. If you want to take someone, take someone and tell them, arise and build. Glory to Jesus. Our anchor scripture is found in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah um, is, a, is a book in the Bible in the, in the Old Testament. And the background to the story is story that we are all used to because our anchor scripture, our theme for this year that says not by might nor by power, but by his spirit declares the Lord of hosts. The background to it, I've shared it a number of times, but just to recap today, say recap, Pastor. I want you, I want you to be with me because then you will like I'm still speaking to the camera or camera. I want you to be with me. Say I'm with you, Pastor. The background to the story, to our anchor, to our theme, 
is the Israelites who have been disobedient to God. God has warned them throughout time uh, to be obedient to, to worship only him and no one else. And there comes a time when God says, again, I am tired. I'm going to lift my hand of protection from the city of Jerusalem. Child of God, I'm saying to you, don't think that the walls that are around you are what protects you. It is the hand of God. And when God lifts it, his hand, no insurance, no uh, Volvo, no highly expensive and, and safety car can protect you when God lifts his hand. So they are surrounded by a wall in Jerusalem, in a city, it's called the holy city. It is called uh, 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 um, the city of the Jews. They are surrounded, around it by a wall, and God says, I am tired. He lifts his hand of protection, and the Babylonians come and conquer them. They take them captive. They destroy the wall that they thought protected them. They destroy the temple, and our scripture for our theme is anchored on them building the temple. But today, I want to speak about someone called Nehemiah. Now, God then says, after 70 years, it was a prophecy. After 70 years, I'll call you back. I'll bring you back because I'm a forgiving God. I'll call you back. And after 70 years, he calls them back indeed. And the Persian king, who's taken over from the Babylonians, says to them, if you want to go back to to, to, uh, to uh, Jerusalem, please go. If you want to stay in the foreign land, remain so. And here is Nehemiah. He decides he's going to stay in the foreign land. Say, stay in a foreign land. He decides he's going to stay in a foreign land. And in staying there, he gets a job as a cupbearer. Cupbearer to the king. So he's the man that must taste everything, whether wine or food before the king, before that thing touches the king. And if, it, if the king, uh, you know, he watches him having eaten it, he looks at him, he's still fine, his eyes are not doing, doing that, he says, okay, it's fine. Then bring the, the food. So here is Nehemiah. He's a guy that's eating the best and protecting the king. Then one day Nehemiah gets a visit from his brothers, uh, from, from, from his brother, Hanani and, 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 uh, and, uh, and a few of, of the men from Jerusalem. And he's so excited. And he asked them about Jerusalem. He asked them about the people that are in Jerusalem. He asked them about the Jews that went back to Jerusalem, that went back to the holy city. And we pick up our story from uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 2. Two to uh, three. This is Nehemiah. He's speaking. He says, I, I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who, who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken and its gates are burned with fire. Father, we thank you for your word. May your word nourish us today. May your word touch us. May your word change us, Father, because your word never leaves us the same. Father, we give all the glory, give all the honor. Here we are. Nehemiah is asking them. He's saying those that escaped captivity, those that survive captivity, and they respond to him to say, those that survive this 
uh, 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 captivity are in great trouble. They are, uh, they are in great disgrace. Disgrace. So he then, and let me just pause here and speak to someone who has been through something and that something should have destroyed you. That something should have put you out. But here you are, you've survived. Here you are, you're a survivor. And Nehemiah is asking those that survived, those that escaped, and their response is the survivors. I want to speak to you. You've been through something. You've escaped something. Maybe you've escaped COVID. Maybe you've escaped a marriage going through divorce. Maybe you've you've escaped a relationship that was breaking. Maybe you've escaped being expelled. Maybe you've escaped uh, the ex of retrenchment. But you are surviving. You have survived from something. You know yourself what it is that you've survived. Maybe you've survived the repossession of your house, your car, whatever it may be. You've survived something. I want to speak to that person this morning. To say to you, survival is only for a moment. You are never created to live on survival mode. When God created you, before God created you, he said... To the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness. So that he may have dominion. He may rule over earth. And after God had molded man. He then spoke. Commanded man. Because when God says something. He makes sure that he follows his word to the end. He spoke it before it happened. He then molded men and said, after he had breathed life into men, he then said, multiply, be fruitful, have dominion over the earth, rule over the earth. I'm saying to you, survival is just for a moment. God is not a God of survival. Say, God is not a God of survival. Say, I'm not a person of survival. Survival is only for a moment. It is not my permanent address. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says, For if by the, trans, by the trespass, of one man, death reigned through that one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace, glory to Jesus, and of the gift of righteousness, reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Just give God a praise. How much more shall he who by grace and the gift of righteousness reign in Jesus Christ? Reign in life through Jesus Christ. You were created to reign. 
You are created to be a ruler, not to be a survivor. Survival mode is not for you. It is just for a moment. Give glory to Jesus. Give a shout to Jesus. Survival is not for you. I am declaring it over your life. Survival is not your portion. Say, I'm not a survivor. It's only for a moment. I don't know what it is. You know better. Some of us have got scars. But those scars, through the blood of Jesus, have been washed away. He finished it on the cross for you. He said, it is finished. I've done it for you. He says, I came so that you may have life and life overflow. Survival does not have any overflow. Survival does not. Oh, glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, you are called to live, bold, to live a bold life. You are called to live a life not of a survivor. You are called to reign in this earth, not to survive. That is why our faith needs to be daring. That is why our faith needs to be audacious. That is why our prayers need to be big. Not just, Lord, may I see, see me through to the end of the month. Hallelujah, young man. This guy is not a survivor. This guy is not a survivor. He's destined for great things. He knows his mark is what belongs to him. Let me move on. Nehemiah chapter 3, the Bible says, this is Nehemiah writing the story of, what, of the things that were happening. He says in verse 3, they said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. These people have survived exile foreign land they come back to their own land to their hometown and they are faced with great trouble with great difficulty they are disgraced they are ridiculed they are laughed at because the city that was the holy city the city that was the pride of the Jews the city where God himself dwelt in the temple of Solomon is now in desolate. It is now abundant. The wall is down. The gates have been burned. Let me just speak to someone who may feel like you are the ridiculous of people. You once had something that was good. You once had something that people admired. You once had something that people wished they could have. But today, the thing looks desolate. The thing looks abundant. The thing looks vacated. Your haters are smiling. 
Those that wish they had what you had then are now laughing at what looks like desolate, at what looks like abandoned. I want to speak to you this morning and say to you, arise and build. Arise and build because the God that was with you then is the God that is with you today. Can I hear praise? The God that was with you then is the God that is with you today. Your tears are not going to fall for nothing. The God, God is watching. God is looking for the right moment. When the time comes, oh, glory to Jesus. Can I hear a big amen there? Can I hear a big shout there, child of God? I'm saying to you, the glory of tomorrow will be greater than the glory of yesterday. I'm saying to you, the best days are not behind you. The best days are before you. I'm saying to you, it may look like God has abandoned you. It may look like God is not there, but I'm saying to you, God, the God that I know is laying a table before you in the presence of your enemy. You shall rise. Glory to Jesus. Am I speaking to someone this morning? Let me say to someone, your focus is on what God did yesterday. Whereas your focus should be with contentment and expectation to what God is about to do. Because God is about to do a new thing. Let me say to you, instead of looking at the Red Sea being parted, start watching, start looking at the walls of Jericho falling apart. Start looking at the walls of Jericho. Stop looking at what God did yesterday and start looking at what God is about to do today in your life. I declare it in Jesus' name. I'm saying to you, stop looking forward to the manner that God gave you yesterday and start expecting what he promised that you walk into houses that you never built. You are going to harvest vineyards that you never planted. You are going to take possession of livestock that you never reared. Am I speaking to someone this morning? I'm saying to you, it may look like what was yesterday may look like rubble now. And it's reminding you of the mistakes that you've made, maybe. But I'm saying to you this morning, child of God, your best days are ahead of you. I'm saying to you, child of God, the best days are ahead of you. Glory to Jesus. Come back to the story. Nehemiah, you know, we read up to verse 3. If you read further, Nehemiah asked the king to allow him to go and rebuild the wall of the city where his ancestors are buried. And the Lord allows him. Not the, the Lord, yes, the Lord was behind it, but the king allows him and he gives him everything that he needed 
and Nehemiah gets to the city of Jerusalem. And three days later, he wakes up at night, takes a few men with him, and he goes and inspects the damage. You've got to inspect the damage. In your life, child of God, you've got to inspect the damage. He goes and inspects the damage. Walks around the walls. Looks at the gates. They used to hang on these hinges. All he can see is just ashes. Then he turns around to the people. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17. Let's pick it up there. He says, Then I said to them, You see the bad situation we are in. That Jerusalem is desolate and its gates burnt by fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so that we will no longer be a reproach. I told them how the hand of my God, oh my God, had been favorable to me. And also about the king's words, which he had spoken to me. Then they said, let us arise and build. So they put their hands to the good work. Glory to Jesus. He inspects, he turns around and says, let us rebuild. They all rise up, just like I've said today. Let us rise, arise, and build. I'm expecting people in this house to say, let us arise and build. Let us arise and build. Let us arise and build. Can I hear someone in this house that says, Father, I am going to arise and build. Can I hear someone in this house? I will not stop until I hear someone in this house that says I will arise and build. I will arise and build. I will arise and build. And build. Glory to Jesus. I will arise and build so that they may know there may be no disgrace. I like what he says. He says, the hand of my God had been favorable. The hand of God had been favorable. I'm saying to you, child of God, the hand of God has been favorable over your life. Arise and build. Favor is on your side. In Jesus' most precious name, I'm ahead of myself. Then, you know, they start to build and uh, enemies start to trouble them. And in verse 20 of chapter 2, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, still on Nehemiah, Nehemiah says, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Glory to Jesus. That's a powerful word. If you don't take anything, the, the God of heaven, my God of heaven, will prosper me. 
Say, I will arise and build. Because my God in heaven, my Father in heaven, himself will prosper me. Therefore, not by might, not by my power, but by his spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I want to encourage you, child of God, that God is on your side. He's here to prosper you. So don't just sit there, moan, and do what, what Nehemiah did. He wept. He cried. But he, he got up. I'm saying it's time you get up. Jesus said to the one guy, after he had healed him, he said, pick up your mat. Move on. God said to the Israelites, you've parked on this mountain for too long. Break camp. Move on. I'm saying to someone, break camp. Rise. Break camp. You've been at the foot of this mountain for too long. You know, with due respect, with due respect, with due respect truly, do you know that Africa is the most praying and fasting nation. You speak to someone in the month across Africa, they're praying, they're fasting. I'm very much ahead of my series. But we are one of the poorest countries in the world. It does not end with praying and fasting. You need to arise and build. So I want to arise and build. Glory to Jesus. The wall is broken. The gates have been burned. They are ashes. I want to speak to someone. Whose walls have been broken? Whose gate has been burned? Maybe the wall is your spiritual walk with God. It's broken, it's in ashes. When we gathered here, somehow you found encouragement to read his word every day. You found encouragement to worship him. You found encouragement to pray every day. But since you went online, you've stopped doing that. You used to pay your tithe. Used to give generously, but since online, you went offline. I'm not here to judge anyone. You started mixing with the wrong friends, with the wrong people, rather. And the saying goes, birds of the same feathers flow together or fly together. I'm speaking to that person that it's time to arise and build. 
it's time to arise and build. Maybe it's in the area, the wall is in the area of your marriage. It's in the area of your relationships. I'm saying to you this morning, it's time to arise and build. It's time to what? To arise and build. It's time to put your hand to the good work. For God's favor is upon you. God's grace is upon you. God wants you to prosper. Maybe it's in the area of your business. In the area of your career. In the area of your studies. You've told yourself, oh, I'll see this thing in 2025. I'm saying to you, now is the time to arise and build. Put your hands to the good work. For God's favor is upon you. Glory to Jesus. Maybe your dreams are in ashes. May I engage? Maybe your hopes are in ashes. I'm saying to you, it's time to arise and build. It's time to arise and build. For your Father in heaven will prosper you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Can you give God another shout? <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 If you read Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15, the Bible says it was in October the wall was finished. From start to finish, it took them 52 days. Oh! When God's favor is on your side, what may have taken people 70 years that they could not even attempt to do, he can help you do it in the shortest of time, in 52 days. I want to declare to you over anyone who has prepared to arise and, 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 and build that this time next year, your situation will be different. Say, Father, my situation, this time next year, it's not a coincidence that it was 52 days that the temple was, that, that, that the wall was built. To me, those 52 days mean 52 weeks. But I know you can do it even shorter, God. So therefore, I declare my father that this time next year, what I started building today will look different this time next year. In the book of Zechariah, the Bible says, tells that a bubble that the hand that started it shall finish it. Over your life, I'm saying, the hand that started it shall finish it. Am I speaking to someone this morning? 
É mais para entusiasmar a pessoa. Not by your might. Not by your power. But by the Lord Spirit. Now, I'll cover just one part today about what we can learn from Nehemiah who came into a situation that no one was prepared to, to start that whenever they got out of their houses looked at it, they looked they saw it's impossible but he came in and within 52 days what had been started What is the thing that Nehemiah did? As I said, we'll do one today and we'll do a few next week and we'll just see how it goes. If you go back to Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4, I don't think we, we actually read it, but uh, I'll read it for you. This is after he's mourned and, and, and wept. And he then says, so it was when I had, I had these words that I sat down and wept and moaned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Nehemiah says, I mourned, I wept child of God, let me just say to you, there's nothing wrong about or with crying before God. The Bible, I think it's in Psalm 62, yes, it's 68. It says, trust in him all the time. Pour out your heart to him. Pour out your heart to him. For God is our refuge. Stop pouring out to hearts, your heart to people that will laugh at you. Start with God. Nehemiah, the thing that he did, he did not complain. He did not ask why didn't they do it. He wept. He mourned. He looked up to God. His God. The God of heaven. This was before Jesus went to the cross. Today, you can call God Abba, your father. He's not the God of heaven. He's your God. He's your daddy. You can call out to him in your time of trouble. You can call out to him as you start your plans. You can call out to him. Nehemiah turned around and looked up to because he understood that God was greater than the problem. He understood that without God's power, he could not do the work that was before him. So Nehemiah truly understood the power of prayer. And 
Let us never underestimate the power of prayer. You know, I'll tell you a secret. I've got a hundred prayer items that I'm always preventing to you from. Not every day. Prevent them to God. I've got a date, I've got a column. God answered me. Take it there. He answered, I add another one. And those prayers are very detailed. When, 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 when Nehemiah came to the king, he knew exactly what he wanted. I've preached it before in my other messages. People pray to God and say, God bless me. Bless me with what? What do you want? What is it that you desire? I'm very particular with my prayers. I put amounts. I put dates. I describe. That's for me. It's working for me. For me, because I want to be very precise with God, because God is a precise God. When he asked them to, to build the temple, he was very specific. When he asked them to build the tabernacle, he was very specific. Oh, glory to him. You know, the saddest part in life is that if I were to ask you, what are you expecting God to do for you? Many people will be dumbfounded. You ask me, I can tell you right now. Boom. Because I'm expecting. Let me ask this right now. Let me ask. Hallelujah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a man for me. He went before God. For child of God. In the book of John. In the letter rather. First John I think chapter 5. The Bible says. And this is the confidence that we have in and this is the confidence that we have in God. That if we ask anything that is according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, then we know that whatever we ask of him, that we shall receive. There is power in prayer. As you arise and build, don't forget to bring God into the equation. Nehemiah's prayer found in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 11 part B of it. You know he's prayed to God he's, he's confessed on behalf of his forefathers on behalf of himself. He's not blaming anyone. He lifts up God he, and says you're an awesome God you're a great king you will hear my prayer. Then he says please 
grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. Wow! You know, many times I go into meetings and I ask God to cause them to give me favor. Cause God to soften their hearts. Father, may this meeting go, go well. With due respect, Father, I know the chairman, this is, this is his normal approach, but today, Father, soften his heart. May he not come hard on this matter. And I go there. God has already done that. Nehemiah prays to God and says, Lord, grant me success. It pleases God when you succeed. That is why he said to Joshua, let this book of law not leave your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Keep the commandments. Then you will prosper. Then you'll have good success. God loves us to succeed. Say, God loves for me to succeed. Now, this is what happens. He gets there and Nehemiah now. He's prayed, he gets there. And after a long chat, um, the, 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 the king asks him, Nehemiah, you, your face looks sad. I can see you are not sick. It must be in your heart. I'm saying to you, if a human king can see the pain in a heart, how much more your father in heaven Start pouring out your heart to him. He knows you are paining. He knows you may be going through things. But he says, come, speak to me. Glory to Jesus. Then having said that, the king then says, okay, you are t telling me about uh, back home. What do you want me to do? Isn't that faith? Tell me what you want me to do. God said to Solomon, Solomon, here I am. Ask me anything. What do you want me to do? But Tamaeus came to Jesus. And Jesus said, young man, what do you want me to do for you? That's why I'm saying to you, your prayer needs to be specific. When, when Nehemiah came to the king, he was specific. He said, king, I want letters from you to protect me so that when I live here and I walk into the enemy's territory, when I show them these letters, I am protected. King, I know when I get there, I will need timber. Give me another letter so that when I get there, I give it to your manager who owns, who, who's managing the forestry. He will give me the timber that I need. The king then asks him, how long will it take you? How long will you be away for? Isn't that favor? How long do you want to go for? And he gives him. And the king says, proceed. Go. He had prayed for favor. I'm saying to you, God has granted you favor. 
You need to stand on the grace. You need to stand on this faith. The Bible says the new covenant that we have has even better promises. Isn't that faithful? Lord, please do, please do. Hey, Mzalwane, pull it from the spiritual realm into here. Stop begging God, pull it from the spiritual realm into here. He has given us everything pertaining to life and to godliness. To godliness. He has blessed us in the spiritual realm. By faith, we shall receive it. Hallelujah. Glory to Him. You are, 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 you are with favor. David says in Psalm five, verse twelve, he says, "For it is you." Speaking to about God, it is you who blesses the righteous man. Oh Lord, you surround him with favor as with a shield. Oh, child of God, let me say to you every morning when I stand up and pray, I'm saying to you, start doing like doing it like, like me, it will serve you. I say, Father, I'm surrounded with your favor. I've got order of favor. Like a shield. When the enemy tries to throw a dart at me, the shield of favor protects me. The shield of favor. You are not a survivor. You reign on this earth. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. He's a God of favor. In the book of Exodus, he says, about the Israelites as they are about to leave Egypt. He says, and I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. Whoa! I'm declaring over your life that this week, wherever you come across, shall look favorably upon you. This week, wherever you come along, whoever you come across, shall look at you with favor. Have you come out of a, of a situation where someone says I don't know how I did it for you. I don't understand how I did it. And you are saying thank you God. It's very clear you are saying thank, thank, thank you God. He's still baffled how he, how he is he's signing but he's baffled why he is signing. Because things don't add up but he is Because God had reached before softening hearts. He makes all things work for the good of those that love him and call to his purpose. I declare it over your life. The Bible in the book of Esther says Esther was favored by men. Men to Esther, let me just put context. Men were not blessers of Esther. Because sometimes people associate favor with blessers. That is only for a moment. I'm talking about the blessing that comes from God. The blessing that is eternal. Glory to Jesus. In the book of Esther, again, the Bible says, 
Oh no, I, I didn't finish that, that verse on the Egyptians receiving favor from God. The Bible continues to say, if you want to read it at my spare time, it's Exodus chapter 3, verse 21. They will give you gifts when you go so that you will not live empty handed. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. Do you know that the Bible does not say that certain families walked carrying jewelry, walked carrying gold. No person left empty handed. God is not a respecter of persons. I'm saying to you what he could do for the Israelites, he can do for you. You know, those that recall from time to time, I would say these were the slaves that were polishing these uh, jewelry, these gold uh, lamps and all of that, and maybe wishing one day, Lord, I will own this thing. One day, maybe I will own this thing. I'm saying to you, I'm, I'm saying to you, trust in God and let God worry about the how and not you how you are going to do it. Many times we get boggled down with worrying about the how instead of leaving the how to God and just saying, I have. They were just little things. I'm saying to you over your life, you are not going to leave it empty handed. You are not going to leave empty handed. I was on Esther. I said earlier on, Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. And then one time she comes to the king knowing that she hasn't been invited, but she's prayed and fasted. And when she comes to the king, the Bible says, when the king saw Esther, the queen standing in the court, she obtained favor in his sight. Instead of sentencing to death, he lifted up her slip and said, you are welcome, babes. Come here. Child of God, I'm saying to you, arise and build for favor engulfs you. Favor is your shield. Don't pray until your knees cannot bend anymore. Arise and build. Glory to Jesus. Can we give God a praise? Can we give God those that want to arise and build, just lift up their hands and let's all pray to God. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory, give you the honor, my God. We thank you for your word. Father, your family has heard your word. Whether in this 
call or listening, my God, they've lifted up their hands and are saying, Father, I commit the desolate. I want to arise. I am arising and I'm building. Father, I am trusting in you that whatever I am building, Father, you will make it succeed. Whatever they are building, my God, whatever wall or gates that need to be constructed, you know them, my God. They are presenting them to you this morning, my God. And Father, I'm declaring like happened to Nehemiah that from start to finish, it was 52 days. Father, to you, 52 days, time is, is time to you. You can do it in the shortest of time, my God. We leave that to you, Father. We all are trusting in you. Our faith is in you, my God. They are waiting patiently for the completion of the construction. But they have committed, like Nehemiah did. They've left the prayer room and started acting. I thank you, my God. Father, bless every soul. Bless everyone that has heard this message. May you remind them that they are coated, they are covered, they are shielded in favor. We thank you, my God. We give all the glory, we give all the honor. In Jesus' most precious name, amen, amen. Glory to God, glory to the King. Father, we lift up your name. And with our heads bowed down, I just want to also extend this opportunity to someone that has not made Jesus Lord and Savior over their lives. And I just want to welcome you. I just want to invite you, rather, to make Jesus Lord over your life. Because that favor that you think you have without Christ, it is paper favor. It will disintegrate. You need eternal favor. If you are in this room or listening wherever you are, just raise your hand and let's pray this prayer. If there's anyone in this room that hasn't made Jesus Lord over their lives, let us make let us say this prayer. Wherever you wherever you are listening and whenever you can listen to, to this message and hear this invitation, say this prayer with us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I thank you, God, that through Jesus Christ, my sins are completely forgiven. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord today. Come and take control of my life. Today, I am a new creation. I thank you, God, in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. If you've said that prayer, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. We as family are rejoicing. Today you've made the best decision you can ever make. There's a number on the bottom there. Please text us and let us start this journey with you. We thank you, God. We give you the glory. May the grace and the favor of God be upon your lives. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.